I just noticed this on the Ragman 23 website. I think it's from a, based on a press release from Regional Council, probably, is it, John? Yeah. There is uh, E. coli exceedance... Oh, e. coli's exceeded the guideline at the estuary, ne- estuary near the Raglan Motor Camp. So that presumably is the one passing under the walk bridge. Yes. Where all the little kids go to swim. Yes. Righty-ho. Um, and, what hap- and so, John, can you just put this in context? Um, that the, the regional council does, council does these tests every... F- how often? Um, I can't recall offhand. I've not got the press release in front of me. But Maybe every few uh, months? I think no, it's more like every few years. Oh, okay, all right. Because they, they come up with this report on whether it's fit for swimming or not. And, uh, if you read further through the report, it's not just Raglan, which is in the Raglan 23 headline, but it's most of the reports that they've taken around the Waikato, which to my mind just shows how polluted all our waterways are, um, that we've still got a long way to go to clean them up. So, so this is the one coming down from the old dump site, which we had thought we'd kind of solved that problem, but it might not be the dump site that's the issue. Yeah, well, it's talking about E. coli, and um, that, that's usually out of sewage, so there could well be a sewage leak somewhere. Um, or there are also the septic tanks up the Wainui Valley, so it could come from there. Mm. So that, so when they did, out, out of Whale Bay, they, did, they, they made everyone go onto a sewage system and pay for it, because mm-hmm. the, because they were measuring uh, that coming into the surf breaks. Well, to be accurate, they didn't make everyone. They said they were going to make everyone, and then they didn't. So there's still some people up there who aren't on the system. Really, they just kept holding out, and eventually the council gave up. And that's my understanding. <laughs> well, that's breaking news for me. Um, okay, well, that's... And, of course, uh, people are only a tiny part of the sewage problem because cattle produce about 14 times as much, so... Yeah, is is the um, the riparian management, does that help with that issue? Well, Niwa did a study, was it about 10 or 15 years ago, and they reckoned that um, fencing and planting to a good width reduced the runoff by about 60%, so there's still the other 40%, even if you've got a perfectly well-fenced and planted stream that's um, likely to end up there. So it, it kind of it reduces it, the problem. It reduces it. I yeah. suppose if the if the if the planted border was wider, it would reduce it some more. Yes, <laughs> but uh, eventually you run out of farmland, and that doesn't make uh, good business sense. It probably does these days because probably manuka is more valuable than cattle. But. <laughs> well, there is that as well. Okay, John has a, um, a farm conversion plan for you out there if you're interested. Call us after. Call us at the studio after the show. Uh, okay, so that's. I mean, would is this is this? Should we be alarmed? Uh, well, the, the regional council doesn't seem to be alarmed, but then official authorities aren't alarmed when this sort of thing comes along. We had the climate change plan yesterday, and that doesn't seem all that alarmed. It's making no, slow we, progress, but it is slow progress. I just Craig's just who's our farming guy on the station. I just message to say mycelium sandbags are the answer to E. coli this could be another thing that Reagan leads the way in yep so um, as the re- regenerative Craig- farming there's all sorts of things which um, could and should be applied but generally yeah. aren't being okay well that's a, that's a thing anyway um, right let's move on from that uh, and now we're going to just try to quickly cover some political stuff and then go to the music history um, and I did mention this earlier or yesterday and probably last week as well, that Russ Remington is no longer the chair of the Waikato Regional Council. 
our own councillor Fred Litchwark was one of a group of eight people who voted him out. And who's the new one? Um, Barry uh, Quayle, there we go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, um, and I had to laugh at Russ Remington's comment. He said he said that uh, democracy had spoken, uh, but then indicated there could be a judicial review of the decision. Um, so he's there was another story on it yesterday that came out in the Waikato Times as well. Yeah. Um, so that was saying that he's still thinking of a judicial review on it, um, based on the fact that our councillor Fred Litchbart voted, and he's claiming that Fred was... Um, never going to listen to any arguments in his favour and therefore shouldn't have been voting. Well, that sounds like your average politician, really. That, that <laughs> Maybe he needs a better argument than that. Yeah, it rather uh, puzzled me and whether it will stand up in court. And he also, also reckoned that it needed um, an 8-6 to six majority and not a 7-6 to six majority, which why is would that? have been if Fred hadn't voted at all. If it was a 7-6, would he have cast his well, there's also a casting row. vote and made it 7-all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that doesn't work. No, you work. can't do that. No. Um, maybe he thinks he can. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it, it's all based, apparently, on a legal report that the council considered with the public excluded. Uh, and there's also a row going on as to whether he should have leaked part of that. So, uh, Who's he that this, leaked This story Fred, goes and goes. Did Fred leak it? No, uh, Russ Remington did. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have a little bit to add on to that just from my own personal knowledge. I received, um, was it last week, an email from one of Russ Remington's staff asking for a transcript of the interview that you did with um, with Fred Litchwark. And I didn't rush to answer because I, like, I felt like just hopefully just taking a little steam out of it, although they're probably pretty steamed up over there in Russ Remington's part of the council. Um, but I did send back an answer saying that we don't actually have a reliable transcript of that. You could do you can do like a, a like a computer program will do a transcript, but you wouldn't rely on that. Like if they if they go in judicial well, or, or legal, there is a recording available online. So. That's what I said, which they already knew where that was. I said I said you'd be better off with the recording. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I don't know why they thought we'd keep a transcript of every interview. We're a community radio station. In fact, I don't think any radio station would. It's just extra work that you don't need to when you're only required to keep a recording. Anyway, so that kind Maybe of... we should employ a lawyer as well, should we? Fred might need to. The, the way... And I had, I had to listen to the just the very start of the interview and where you're interviewing Fred and his first comments were that something about Russ Remington being his favourite divisive politician and something about getting what was he deserved or getting what was coming his way or something like that, words to that effect. I'm not quoting accurately here, obviously. Yeah, I can understand why his lawyers are interested in it. Yeah, well, I, I seem to be a staff member, so I don't actually know if any lawyers are involved yet at all. That's that's me speculating about where that could go. But hopefully they kind of just take a deep breath and calm down because this is a lot of fussing around between politicians now, and I think the rest of us who are aware of it Unless we're getting the popcorn out and enjoying it from that perspective, I just would like them to get on with their work. Yeah, well, it's providing the Waikato Times with quite a few column inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What well, is working for them then? So there is a winner in this. It's the, it's the uh, the paper. Yeah. So that, but John, that's. I mean, he's gone now, and there's an election coming up later this year. Um, yeah. yeah, in October. Well, yeah. the nominations go in in July. So. If people are thinking, all oh, this is rather ridiculous and I could do better, then get your nomination ready for July. <laughs> now's your chance. And also there's a bit about, because the, 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 
there were sanctions against Fred Lit- against Fred Lit- Fred Litchfield, uh, what he could and couldn't go to, and certain council stuff because they didn't like um, some of his behaviour. I think they said, uh, and there was a report on that uh, vindicating much of what he was saying. So. And so criticising the council for the way they'd behaved against him. So, so they had gone into some overreach. Yes, well, that's what the report was was saying. Yes, yeah. So Fred is known for being fiery. I don't think that that we're not that's not breaking news um, in our community. People know Fred. We've all had our run-ins with him. Yeah, yeah. So that so it doesn't surprise me that that kind of story went. But it sounds like what you're saying is that they is the council went too far with the sanctions. Yes. Yeah, okay, all right. And basically, so Fred just argues for what he sees as environmental improvement, and if he doesn't get it, then his argument becomes more stringent, as you might call it. Yeah, that's not a word they use. They <laughs> use more inflammatory words, but we get the picture. All right, so that's the thing that's happening uh, in the regional council, and most people don't even know the regional council exists, so I don't know if it's that big a deal uh, to the rest of the community. But let's move on, John. Um, or, or was there anything else you wanted to mention local politics-wise or local issues-wise? Well, the, the two main local issues at the moment seem to be um, whether we're going to get food waste. Well, three local local issues. Presumably we are going to get the food waste collection continuing. I would say so, yeah. That would uh, be my bet. Presumably we are going to get charged $72 a year for that privilege. Yes. And um, it seems, though, that the council's got unlimited pockets when it comes to refencing the airfield. And Has it been refenced since uh, I was down there a week or two ago? Yeah, it's been refenced since then. So there's a nice new fence to climb over. Okay, so... They've still made it very easy to climb over. So does Do we think that someone will go and cut it again? Well, for it's a, happened for a before, third so. time? <laughs> um, I'm not encouraging that. That because it's my, rates, dis- it's my rates going to fixing it every time. But um, We had the disclosure at the community board meeting that the security camera apparently came from Tikofta um, and that the security cameras that were here weren't working in the street anyway. Yeah, so we're not. We're not, uh, we're not um, if they don't work in the street, I can't imagine they're going to work across an airfield. There is one still working. I don't want, I don't want people thinking that they can get away with things. Um, there is still a working security camera, so we won't say where it is. Um, well, the complaint was that it wasn't working adequately and that the others weren't working at all. Yeah, um, yep, but there's still one working. We can't, <laughs> <laughs> we can't make things too easy for the, for yeah, the crims, crims, John. Um, you're still being spied on when you come into a CBD. You are, yes, indeed. Um, so where are we going with that? that there was, there was a, I know that there's footage... I've heard through the grapevine that there's footage of someone cutting a fence. Okay. We'll, but that's just we'll see the, whether they take a court case, because if there is that footage, they should be able to. Didn't they try to do that? Didn't someone get... Well, they, they took two people to court, but then the cases were dismissed. So. Right, okay. Because that, that was for trespass. Oh, okay. And when you're trespassing on land which has been made, made available for the public to use, then it seems a rather strange uh, argument to bring to a court. And I think the court agreed with that. Yeah, yeah, they're probably right. This is all very well, but we can't just twist the law around to suit <laughs> the situation. Okay, so that's just... Because about half the airfield is that area that was given back in the early 20s as a gift to all of Raglan to use, Yeah, um, which includes the soccer fields and the campground and the skateboard park and all that area. So, um, uh, And really there's no difference between the airfield and all those other areas, so... 
in theory, people are free to use them. And if you've got a fence there and you're trying to exclude people with trespass orders, then yeah. it doesn't really fit in with that gift for everyone to use. Yeah, okay, so that's all right. What a mess. Um, I've heard from people involved in the, um, the, the flying side of things that any, the pilots will know now that if they're coming to Raglan to f- do a fly over the first to see that, check things out before they actually land. So I know that this has been interpreted as the planes are trying to buzz Raglan and stir people up, but they're actually just checking to see what the landing situation's like to make sure it's safe, which is, I think, very understandable. I'm not particularly saying who, whether I think they should be landing or not. I'm just saying that's what's happening. Because there is a rumour that the rabbits have been busy burrowing under the um, airfield, but I walked along it yesterday and couldn't see any sign of them. There's a little bit that a little bit of that happens on the soccer fields, but not very much. It's mostly because the, the, the rabbits don't really want to set up a burrow in the middle of a wide open area. Like that's not particularly safe for them either. They'd rather do it somewhere where they can get out of the burrow and then and immediately have another hiding place. I think I'm not a rabbit expert but um, all I know is I haven't seen a lot of that like I've been looking after the soccer fields for the soccer club for years and there were rabbit holes but not that many yeah because what one of the accidents that took place on the airfield was when a plane hit a rut and turned over does that happen on um, the whole plane turned over did it yeah it's not the one where it lost its undercarriage Um, I think it turned over radio And, of course, sort of the ones that hit the fence at the far end, but that was one of the others. I imagine that that's a problem for all grass airfields, is it? Um, I don't know. I'm not an expert on aviation. <laughs> we're, re- we're really stretching our ex- area of expertise here. Should we move on? 